braced for the no. It's something we all do without even realizing just how much is coming out in our voice that's going on in our head. Today, I wanna teach you some specific techniques that will help you get more of what you want, influence your listener, even when you think it's definitely going to be a no. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you with me today, as always, and I've got a great episode for you. Today, I'm going to talk about your voice and how you come across when you have already decided that you know what people are going to do. And I'm going to approach this from the the corporate perspective and the entrepreneur perspective. The reason I picked this topic is I have been talking about this with both of my client bases, corporate and entrepreneurs, a lot this week. It's been coming up a lot, and you know I always pick an episode based on what I, or an episode topic, based on what I see happening with my people out in the world. Quick reminder, 21st of February, my new podcast launches, the Psychology of the Voice podcast, and I am so excited about it. We are ramping up deluxe. If you want your voice assessed, if you would be on my launch team, which means on the day of the show, you're going to download, subscribe, and leave me a review I would love to have you. The launch team, there's more to it. I've got a Facebook group. I'm doing tons of giveaways, including sessions with me, microphones, all kinds of cool stuff. If you would like to do either, just email me, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at CaptivateTheRoom.com. And I also want to give you a quick note, because the very week after I do the podcast launch, February 21st, On February 28th, I'm doing my free training, The Voice Experience, which is where I do hot seat coaching. It's live. It's in a Zoom room. I don't want you to miss it. If if you've never come to one, you really want to make it. If you have come to one, come to another. It's at one o'clock central time, and you can go to captivattheroom.com forward slash voice experience. I'll put all these links in the show notes I hope you'll participate in the new podcast. I have got some great episodes. I'm assessing people on air. And we're, I mean, there's, they're all different. Some of it is about connection. Some of it is about getting people out of their head. Some of it is about bringing more feeling in. It's been really fun. But I'm always going to be looking for people to assess. So if that's you, make sure you email me. Okay, so let's talk about what is happening from a voice and communication standpoint when you already know what people are going to do. 
One of the examples that came up in a company situation, professional people working for companies, was I want to ask for a raise and I already know what they're going to say. And the answer is going to be real... I don't remember what this person said exactly, but the gist of it was the answer is going to be very template, very template-like. In fact, this person said, I've heard it before, and I've heard it before, and I've heard it before. So what do I say where I can get a different response? So this is going to be a little bit more about words this week than voice, but voice plays a huge part in it. Because from a voice perspective, I'm really talking about influence and persuasion. I'm really talking about they listen to your message. And I think a big part of the problem is what you are mentally going in with is vocally coming out and people aren't even listening. Now, this a scenario like this also came up in entrepreneurs, with my entrepreneurs this week, always comes up with my entrepreneurs around selling, around pricing, around, I already know they're not going to, they're not going to buy in. I already know. So it's something that I really deal with, with my entrepreneurs around putting that price down, saying that price, asking them to, and it doesn't even just have to be buy into their offer. A lot of times it can be asking for anything. We struggle with asking for help. We struggle with asking for testimonials. We struggle asking for people to sign up for our stuff, to pay us, to to really, this is about stepping into our worth and value And so that's something I want you to be thinking about as we're going through this episode. I want you to think about where have you struggled to get what you want? And it can be any scenario. It can be in selling. It can be in asking for a raise or a promotion or a title or an office even. With some of my company people, that's something that we've worked on. I really want an office. And they're not giving me one. And I've asked three times. Okay, then let's find out what's not working. Is it really and truly a situation where they cannot make it happen? Or are you letting them off the hook? And far too often, I hear my people letting them off the hook. So there is this voice and this dialogue that will happen when you believe that you already know what's going to happen. You already know because you've heard it before, because you've seen it before. And really a big part of this is about foreshadowing. You are foreshadowing vocally what you don't want. I see people defend their position. They go into these scenarios ready to defend, ready to convince, ready to justify. And you don't want to do any of these. You don't want to defend, justify, convince. No. You want to captivate them. You want to make sure they hear you. You want to influence them. You want to make them feel led to take the action you want them to take. 
And a big part of this is because we go into these trying to control the outcome, wanting to control the outcome, being in the outcome. If I can control getting them where I need them to be, I'll get what I want and nothing's further than the truth. So one of the first things that you have to do is surrender the outcome. And people don't like that. People don't want to believe that they don't have control. And you don't have control of the outcome. You've heard me talk about this so many times if you've been a listener here. Your power is in controlling the conversation by the way you make them feel. Now, again, maybe it's what I call a Coppola moment. Maybe they don't have the money. Maybe they can't give you a raise. Maybe there is no office for you to have. And we always have to take that into consideration, but I don't want you to make that decision before you ever even make the ask. And many, many people do. They've already decided the outcome. They already know they're not going to get it. And I really want you to question that. Why is it that you are automatically going to the place of defeat before you ever even make the ask. Sometimes it is because you don't want to be disappointed. That is one of the most studied feelings that we avoid. We don't want to feel disappointment. And so if I can go ahead and brace myself for this disappointment, then when it happens, because I know it's going to happen, then I won't be disappointed or it won't sting as bad. Well, here's the thing. All of that's coming out in your voice. And I I want you to work from possibility rather than sabotage. Is it possible that they might give you a raise? Is it possible that your voice could have played into you not getting a raise? Is it possible it could be different this time? So possibility is something that you really want to work from, not let me go ahead and know that I'm not going to get this and be be despondent when I make this ask because I know I'm not going to get it and I don't want to be disappointed. But the bottom line is, if you're already thinking it's a long shot, you're going to have defeat in your voice. They are going to subconsciously process the sound of defeat and not know what's going on inside of you. They're not going, oh, I bet she thinks I'm not going to give this to her. And that's why she sounds this way. No, they're going to process something like indifference or not really interested, or I don't really care one way or the other. All of this is going down subconsciously. If I ask you for a raise and you hear in my voice, or if I ask you to buy from me, and you hear in my voice, I don't really care one way or the other, are you going to buy? And this happens to entrepreneurs a lot. In their voice, because of what they've already decided, I do not get inspired to buy. And all of it is protection, All of it is about protection. I don't want to feel disappointed. I don't want to feel rejected. I don't want to, whatever. I already know how this is going to go. And you have to shift that if you're ever going to be able to create a different sound in your voice. 
one of the ways I could explain how this can come out vocally is it can come out heavier and more tentative. And if I'm heavier and I'm tentative, are you going to be inclined to do what I want you to do? Or if I'm just having a conversation with you, now I'm not going into peppy, woo-woo mode, but do you hear how there is less weight on my voice? And I call it heavy, heavy versus light, or take, let's take the weight off your voice to create space for that possibility that I've been talking about. Ultimately, when we are afraid we're not going to get what we want, or we've already decided how it's going to go down, we are classically going to foreshadow what we don't want. Now, what is foreshadowing? Well, it's everything I'm talking about. They will hear in your sound what you do not want, and they'll give it to you. This was a pretty big research study I did maybe five years ago, maybe longer. I don't remember exactly, but I started the study on a small business. It was a family-owned business, and the owner was reactionary. And I moved foreshadowing. Everybody that worked there was foreshadowing the guy was going to freak out over everything because he did. I moved foreshadowing out of one of the people that worked there, one guy. I think it was about 60 people, maybe more that worked there. The owner stopped freaking out on my guy because my guy stopped foreshadowing what he didn't want. The owner continued to freak out on everybody else. Then I took this study and I plugged it in. I wanted to see around cold calling, what would happen. And classically, when somebody would get a no, they would then foreshadow a run of no's because they were already braced for a no. They were working from the past. They were bringing the past no into their voice. They were preparing for, braced for, protecting for, foreshadowing more no's. When they started with a yes, they had a run of yeses. So we don't want to foreshadow. And one of the things that we can do to help this, definitely take the weight off, definitely all these things that I've talked about so far. But one of the things I like to plug in is working from the outcome that you want And I will use the terminology with my students, act as if the outcome's yours. Now, I don't want you to fake it till you make it. I don't want you acting. I don't want you doing anything like that. But you're choosing to automatically speak from the place of what you don't want. When we speak from possibility, we can definitely speak from what we do want. Now, Here's another thing that I want to plug in here that I'm going to call, tell them what you're thinking, and I'm going to couple it with ownership. Now, you've possibly heard me talk about ownership before, but I don't know if you've heard me talk about 
tell them what you're thinking. And tell them what you're thinking. To some people, I have to be really careful when I say, tell them what you're thinking, because they might have a meltdown and say things they would regret. So when I talk about tell them what you're thinking, in no way am I saying, go in there and drop the F word and chew those people out and make it straight. No, but there is massive value when I tell you what I'm thinking. And I tell it to you from a place of ownership. So here's an example for you. Let's say you work for a company, you've asked for a a raise several times, and you haven't gotten it. And you're going to go ask again, and you're trying to do it different this time based on the things that you're hearing in this episode. So instead of going in there on the defense, on the... I already know I'm not going to get this, so let me justify and and convince. I'm going to go in there and say, with ownership, telling them what I'm thinking, I'm a little nervous about asking this question. And the reason is because I go into my head and start thinking about all the things I don't want you to think about this request. And so I want to share with you a little bit about where I'm coming from and what's going on in my head as I make this ask. All right, so that's an example. And I'm just riffing in my own words. You need to come up with your words. But you can't imagine the number of leaders I have given, tell them what you're thinking to, and it changed the game for them. And it's a form of directness, but it's very much a form of humanness. And I don't want you to make decisions based on what you think you hear. I'm just shooting straight from the heart. And I want you to know why I'd like to have this raise. I want you to know why working with you is so important to me. I want you to know what I can do for you, not from the perspective of, I want a sale, but from the perspective of, I want you to know I'm the person to help you. And if I do, let me go to entrepreneurs for a minute. If I do a cookie cutter sales template, I'm not speaking from the heart. I'm not telling you what I'm thinking. In fact, one of the episodes in the new podcast we work on her sales pitch and she's doing exactly this. She's doing a template cookie cutter, learned somebody's sales process, invested a ton of money in it and didn't want to waste her money. When really what she needs to do, and we work on this in the episode, is use her voice differently. And one of the things I say to her in the episode, I'm giving you a little sneak peek right now, doing lots of sneak peeks in the Facebook group, is... I said to her, what would you say? You're reading a script. What would you, what do you want to say? And she says what she would say, and it totally changes the game. We have to start telling people what we're thinking. And it may feel really scary, but it actually makes things way less scary. I don't want you to think I just care about the money. I don't want you to think I'm trying to be a big deal. I don't want you to think whatever it is. I mean, it might not even be, I don't want you to think. It might be, I'm really nervous. It might be, I just want to share this with you because I'm not sure if you know 
but we've got to start taking ownership and telling people what we're thinking from the perspective of it's just a conversation. Take the stakes off of it. So many times I, I sit with people in the corporate space and they're, they're just ready to spar when they go in there, ready on the defense, ready to have to justify. And maybe, maybe you think you do. But I encourage you to turn it all into a conversation where I just want to share my heart with you. I just want to tell you why this matters to me so that you know my perspective. And then you just talk to them. Talk to them like you would somebody you know, like, and trust. Now, vocal energy plays into all of this as well. But if you do all the things that I'm talking about right now, you're going to have good vocal energy. Vocal energy can drop when you go in there and you're already ready for defeat. Speed can become a problem if you're trying to get to the other side of it and make sure you got it right. Take the stakes off and just have a conversation and stop being afraid that you're not going to get what you want. Start making it possible, believing in possibility that you might. And that is going to dramatically change your voice and what you get. And that's just tested and researched. So I will back that up. All right. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to wrap it up. As always, thank you for being with me. I hope to see you in the, as a member of my launch team. I hope to assess your voice soon. And I hope to see you in the voice experience, my next live free training on February 28th. All right, that's it for now. And I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.